Hello, everybody, and welcome back to In My Opinionation, a Blossom Watch Through podcast. Every week, we watch a new episode of the famous 90s sitcom Blossom. I am Jen. I'm here with my co hosts, Mallory. Hey. And Eric. Howdy. Hey, how you guys doing? Oh, you know, same old, same old. <laughs> I feel a little more 90s every day. Ooh, nice. I need, I need to start wearing more thicker, like more knit sweaters and like fun mm-hmm. little. More acid wash. Yeah, you know. Everyone could use a little more acid wash. Right? Yeah. You don't have your flannel still lying around? Oh, I do. I'm not <laughs> lying. It's you upstairs. have to start wearing it for the records, man. Ain't gonna happen. I can't fit into it anymore. <laughs> Flannels and work boots. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, we're the docs. It was docs all the time, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. We need to start dressing to theme for these records. Yeah. <laughs> for our really? audio podcast. For our, own, for our own amusement. <laughs> yeah. Just for us. Get us in the mood. So <laughs> this week we are watching episode five of season one. It's called Sex, Lies, and Teenagers. Saucy. <laughs> this episode aired on February 4th, 1991. Uh, the series is created by Dan Rio. This episode was written by Paul Perlove, and it was directed by my friend and yours, Zane Busby. Zane Busby. Our favorite <laughs> 1920s cigar smoking director, we yeah. assume. <laughs> So the little synopsis, synopsis. How do you say that word? (laughs) Synopsis. You know know how you have those words sometimes where you can never say it right. Well, you said it like hypnosis, (laughs) like you were going to hypnotize us. Hypnosis with my voice. (laughs) The thing that happens in this episode: Nick and Blossom both navigate relationships when Nick pursues a potential flame, and Blossom and Six plan a double date. Things quickly escalate when the girls sneak off to a makeout party, and Blossom Mm. struggles with the guilt of lying to her father. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on in this one. Good old makeout parties. Makeout parties. So, some trivia for this episode. This is the first television appearance with Bialik and John Galecki together, mm-hmm. who mm. plays her date in this episode. And of course, John Galecki was one of the stars. He played Leonard in The Big Bang Theory, which, of course, Mayan Bialik would end up playing Amy Farrah Fowler. Yeah. From season four of that show on. So it was very cool to see them both as babies. Yeah, little babies. He's so little. It was He's so cute. He's so little. His hair is so curly. I love it. <laughs> And another piece of trivia that I got from IMDb is um, we have another cameo because the season is just chock full of cameos. Mm-hmm. So we do have a cameo of the TV host, Phil Donahue. And apparently he is brother-in-law, a brother-in-law with the Blossom executive producer, Tony Thomas. Oh, oh. interesting. Yeah. Right. It's all about who you know. Mm-hmm. So did any of you have any trivia before we keep going? Yeah, so continuing our theme with Blossom shows airing out of order, Mm -hmm. this was the ninth episode filmed. uh, So it happened chronologically way after all the other shows that we've already done. And then I wanted to talk a little bit about the spelling of the title of this show. Uh, If you take a look on IMDb, it's spelled teenagers with a hyphen between teen and agers. I'm pretty sure Disney just has it how we spell it today, one word. And as a word nerd. I just found it interesting. It has a dash on Disney. <laughs> Does it have a dash on Disney? Yep. Okay. As a word nerd, I found it interesting to see how quickly we have adopted teenager as one word 
Because this was only like what thirty years ago. Oh, um, only thirty years. <laughs> oh, I, try, I feel old now. We're not aging. <laughs> but as I, for my entire life, I remember spelling teenager with one as one word. Mm-hmm. So clearly, this was produced around the time when it was moving from being two words to one, and that's just something that I found interesting. And I'm a big dork. Linguistics. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's really cool. And, you know, it's one of those things where I, I didn't, I saw it and I told you guys in my brain, I was just like, that's wrong. But I <laughs> forgot that that's how it used to be spelled. I that's, love that. That's how language works, you guys. Like we, <laughs> <laughs> we create new things. I see it a lot now. Um, one word that I think we're kind of in that same space with is healthcare, where sometimes mm-hmm. it's two words, sometimes it's hyphenated, and sometimes it's one word. And mm-hmm. we're at a point in time when all three are technically correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we'll start to see the word, you know. Yeah, that hurts my brain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, well, that's language. <laughs> language is great and weird and awful all at once. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you guys ready to get into a breakdown? Yeah, let's uh, do it. Breakdown. I'm doing it again. Breakdown. (laughs) Oh no. Okay, let's go. (laughs) All right. So the episode starts off with the boys in the living room. The scene opens with Nick grounding Joey for cheating on his homework, which Anthony points out to him that he got caught because you can't write a paper on Abraham Lincoln that also calls him the car of the year. (laughs) That's probably why he got caught. But Joey says, no, that's not why he got caught. He got caught because the guy he bought it off of also sold it to a bunch of other guys. (laughs) It's not that the information was wrong. Stupid. I remember hearing about this in like high school that people used to sell things, but I never saw it. Me neither. It it was a big plot point, I think, in a lot of TV shows, but I've Mm -hmm. never, maybe I just know good people. (laughs) I've never known anyone to actually do this. (laughs) Like, and you hear about people cheating or whatever, but yeah, I've never heard about it as a crime ring of people selling like, (laughs) oh, this is the test from last year. Here are all the answers, you know? Operation Varsity Blues. Yeah. (laughs) So um, at this point, Blossom and Six enter with Blossom lamenting how she screwed up an interaction with a boy she likes. And now she'll be stuck at home while Six is out on a date Friday night. So Nick drops that he hasn't been dating either. Again, I know this family is open, but like weird thing to bring up. Well, and also because just a few episodes ago, Blossom was really upset that her dad was dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So- I know. <sighs> episodes out of order. So at this point, Jason Bickler calls and he asks Blossom if she would like to go out and the girls go take a call in her room, mm. which happens clearly before the last thing I said. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we need to explain for the kiddos about how landlines worked. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Because there's a whole bit here about Blossom making sure her dad was off the phone. And so sending ha- six over down to yeah. make sure. So how phone how landlines worked was there was one phone number for the whole house, but you could plug in different phones in different rooms. So if somebody called and your dad answered, you could answer the phone in another room and be connected to that ongoing call. But then you need to make sure that your dad's not listening in. Yeah, this makes me feel really old, like really old. The things that we have to explain on this podcast, just in case. Yeah, yeah. Also, before, the internet was also connected to your phone. So if someone was using the phone, you couldn't be on the internet at the same time. Yep. 
busy signals, answering mm-hmm. machines. Oh, oh yeah. My God. What a wild west it was back then. I'd explain a tape answering machine the other day, like the one where oh, you have to put in the cassettes. No. Yeah. It's was, was like, oh, my God. No. And you could like if you were home and someone was leaving a message, you could pick up the phone and connect to the call. Mm-hmm. And still here. Yeah. Like the, the message just played to the whole house. Yeah. Oh wild. God. Look how far we've come. I know. Technology. Technology. <laughs> so I had a question for you, and this is just me honing in on a stupid detail as I <laughs> have you guys ever tried to find out the exact time on the microwave popcorn on your microwave? Uh, <laughs> because there's a line where Blossom says Six is going to go out and have fun and I'm going to basically be at home like a spinster and figure out the exact time on the microwave. And it goes, I already know what it is. It's three minutes and 15 seconds. That's yeah. too long. <laughs> I, not, not back in the 90s. Those microwaves were not as strong as they are today. I, I would come home from school every day when I was probably starting around like nine because I had an older brother. So my, so we would come home from school. I would call my mom, say, mom, I'm home. She was at work. And then I would hang up the phone and then I would make a packet of microwave popcorn. And that was my after school snack. So I knew exactly how long (laughs) it took to microwave popcorn. And this was back in the days before there was a popcorn button. And then we got a microwave that did have a popcorn button, but the popcorn button was incorrect. You had to push the popcorn button and then stand there until you heard the popping stop and then open the door. Two seconds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. None of not never have I had a microwave that has the proper popping popcorn button i've always had to just do it manually can i further age myself before Mm -hmm. we got a microwave with the (laughs) buttons and i feel like this was like a grandfathered machine we got it had a dial on it oh yeah i was like the popcorn is on the dot that's the second at the bottom from the left (laughs) yep and now as an old person i uh (laughs) i make popcorn on the stove with a yeah. whirly with a whirly pop and I just keep spinning yeah. it oh. and I get my popcorn that way and it tastes I'm better. I'm an air popper now. Ooh, I want to get a I want to get a little actual little popcorn machine from my basement. Like the ones oh. that look like the old timey movie ones? Yes. Yes, I want oh, one of those yes. so bad. <laughs> with the wheel so I can wheel it around. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I need to stop bringing up little details, guys, as we <laughs> having conversations about something completely different. All right, we're going to move it along. <laughs> so at this point, we see the phone call in Blossom's bedroom. It's a very short little scene where they do make sure my dad's off the line. Mm-hmm. And we already covered the cultural context of the phone. How landlines work. How landlines work. There's also this cute little bit that we used to have to do because of that, where she fakes having like a normal, innocent conversation till the dad hangs up. And she's like, yeah. oh, yeah, so that math homework. So anyways, let's go on a date. <laughs> what (laughs) so that's done that's a short little scene that we see so then we jump over to uh papa russo he's ending a call in the kitchen with a woman as anthony enters the kitchen and he starts venting to his son that he's known this woman for years and years they've always flirted a little bit but the timing was never right for them to get together like they were married at different times etc but now they're both single and she's turned him down and he's very annoyed about it. Yeah. At which point, you know, Anthony quips that 
oh God, you think your dad knows everything. But then as you grow up, you realize he wasn't any smarter. He was just taller. Yeah, I love that line. That's a great line. A life lesson we all learn. Right? <laughs> oh man, so true. So true. <laughs> so it's, it was interesting to watch this conversation. And we always talk about how open this family is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like as a parent, if I would get that much into the details of. So when I was married, I totally used to flirt with this woman. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> oh, I didn't even uh, think about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, like I know, obviously it's in the rear view and the mom's not there. So it's technically fine now. But like, do you but tell your son that? <laughs> yeah, it's still weird to talk to your child about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Tony's the closest thing to an adult. So I guess at least it's him. But we get to see a little (laughs) bit into Nick's personal life, which is always interesting to get those little glimpses from him. Yeah. So then we get into sort of planning the date for Friday night and what's going to happen. Six shows up and reveals to Blossom that her date has suggested that instead of going to the movies like they'd planned, they go to one of Sheila Osterman's parties. Yeah. Now this Sheila, this Sheila Osterman, <laughs> she's a bad girl. Yeah, <laughs> Sheila Osterman has makeout parties. <laughs> yep. So Blossom starts going into this weird spiral <laughs> about going to this party, and like, there's a lot of pressure to not only make out but like to do it well, so people don't make fun of you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so she- wait, wait, wait. Grade? She's fourteen. Grade eight? That grade eight? I think grade, they're saying beginning of high school. Yeah, grade okay. nine. nine. I'm trying to think of back when I had started going to those types of parties. But did you call them makeout parties? We all knew what they were. We didn't. We didn't label them. I went to house parties where people ended up making out, but you never went going. I'm gonna make out with someone tonight. You know. I, I think I recall one at least one party being solely for that purpose, and I think I was in grade <laughs> seven or eight. And that was weird. Oh man, that's weird. Yeah. Okay. I it's a little creepy. I did not go to makeout parties. <laughs> you were a good girl. I was. No, you were no uh, Sheila Osterman. <laughs> yeah, no, I I did not go to makeout parties. In high school, we went to a lot of like our classmates' concerts. Like a lot I went to an art school. A lot of our classmates were in like rock bands. Mm-hmm. So we would go to concerts. Which were also not makeout concerts, just concerts. <laughs> what? What kind of concerts do you go to? What kind of music were they playing? It's kind of hard to make out when your boyfriend is the drummer. Ah, uh, you're not. You're just not hard trying hard enough. enough. Yes. <laughs> I love you, Eric. <laughs> I did get free tickets though. That was nice. Oh boy! Because yeah. of the makeouts. Yeah. See. <laughs> the post-concert makeouts. Hmm. I'm just saying you could have if you tried hard enough. (laughs) (laughs) So as they're having this conversation and Blossom's already kind of spiraling, Six starts to talk about the room (laughs) at these parties where people go to do presumably more than making out. Nobody knows really what happens in the room. But one girl at one point was rumored to have walked out with no more eyebrows and then left to join a convent. Yeah. (laughs) Did people draw on eyebrows back then? I thought that was a more recent thing. I've, in my experience, that was more of a two thousands thing when people had those really pencil thin, yeah, yeah, yeah. not literally pencil thin, eyebrows. Yeah, but maybe they did back then. Who knows? Who knows? Mm. Yeah. So they decide to go to the party, kind of based on a buddy system. They're going to mm-hmm. go with these guys, but they're going to kind of watch out for each other. If anybody feels uncomfortable at any point, they can 
decide to leave. Yeah. So they know they can't tell Nick anything about this. So they come up with this lie about still going to the movies so that he doesn't find out. Mm-hmm. And the scene is kind of capped off with Blossom telling Nick the lie. And then uh, knife to the heart. He says, there's no one that he trusts more than Blossom. Oh, Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah, this scene is pretty good. Ugh. So Nick asks, like, what movie they're going to, and Nick and uh, Six just dips. Six yeah. just literally <laughs> walks out of the room. Best friend so ever. Okay. Yeah, and then there were a couple references here that I think are a little dated. So mm-hmm. first, she says they're going to see the new Woody Allen movie. And then she says they're going to see the new Mel Gibson movie. <laughs> oh no! So we're we're showing a little bit of our age here, uh, the TV show, because these figures were not controversial at the time. Woody Allen was. He he was, he was but it was kind of like swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still sort of swept under the rug, unfortunately. Yeah, it is. There is a new HBO docu series. It's on Crave in Canada. If you have Crave, it's a four part series, and it goes into the whole thing of it and why charges were dropped and all of that. And it's very, mm. very interesting. So if you have a chance, check that out. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I cringed super hard. Yeah. When they yeah. were talking about the movies. Mm-hmm. And I just love like the lie spiral. And of course, Nick has seen every movie that has ever been released. Yeah. <laughs> He's a musician. What is he going to do? Yeah. <laughs> he has time on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> the artist in me cries. <laughs> so at this point, she's told Nick the lie. She's gotten herself so deep into the lie. She's like six lies deep now. Mm-hmm. So we get into a classic blossom hallucination dream. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I brought up his name earlier in the episode. Blossom Dream. She's on an episode of Donahue. And I looked up Donahue because I knew the name. I knew It was a talk show, but I didn't know too much about it in a cultural context. So the show Donahue ran for 26 years. It actually started in the 1970s and it went off the air in 1996. So it was really well known for its time. He really tried to get away from like really pulpy issues. He was well known for tackling big topics like interracial relationships. Um, He was one of the first mainstream people to talk about homosexuality when that was a whole thing that was coming to the forefront and uh, he was known for putting hip-hop artists and kind of underground artists on his show kind of before they got into the mainstream as well cool so he kind of fell out of popularity in the 90s when like oprah and all those people were showing up so this in the episode is kind of at the very end of his show but he was like he, you could drop the name and it was a huge name by then. I remember right. Donahue so much. Yeah. Did you yeah. watch it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Everyone watched it. Um, was it, was it an after school show or a sick day show? It was, was it a sick day show? I think it was an afternoon show, but it could have been a sick day show. It was those, those times I was not a very <laughs> <laughs> in there teenager. <laughs> I don't know. Let's you were be very aware of your surroundings. I, apparently I wasn't aware of those days, so I don't know. Aww. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, this is another one of those Donahue getting on this show was a big deal. Now mm-hmm. we know like he had an in, but that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so Blossom imagines herself on an episode of Donahue, and the name of the episode is Women Who Lie to Their Fathers. <laughs> yeah, I wanted 
to discuss the fact that they it's called women who lie to their fathers and blossom is referred to a, a, as a woman who lied to her father and not a girl which i mm-hmm. think is very interesting because i think a lot of people would refer to a 14 year old as a girl but mm-hmm. they're not they're becoming young women well, she's also coming up with this in her own head, right? Yeah. So yeah. she's thinking about makeout parties and she thinks she's grown up at this point. So in her own brain, she is a woman. Right. And then we laugh as adults and be like, oh, <laughs> oh, honey. I just, I'm not even an adult now. <laughs> I know, right? So she's, yeah, that's super interesting. I didn't yeah. really catch on to that. Well, and I was thinking about it in the context of, feminism in terms of how people tend to refer to women as girls way later like into Mm -hmm. their 20s into their 30s even and the infantilization of women so i thought it was just another moment of highlighting blossom as a feminist tv show repping women and yeah (laughs) Hmm. yeah the juxtaposition of that is actually super funny compared to everything that is said about her in this stream yeah yeah because like donahue calls her the scum of the earth yep Um, like (laughs) he's taking commentary like there's a caller who is joey and joey's saying he's just crushed by all the events and then he asks for madonna's number (laughs) and then he takes an audience question and it's six who says blossom is terrible and should be grounded forever and then the capper on this is that Nick shows up on a video feed. Yep. <laughs> on the stage. So, Eric, can you tell me, is this a thing that yep, this was a he thing. did on this show? Yep. Okay. It was. Because I didn't know quite what the technology was at that time, like to do the real time video calls. Obviously, they could do it to a certain extent, but okay. That's interesting. I didn't know. So, Nick shows up on the video feed and just starts sobbing. <laughs> yeah, he says he has no daughter. <laughs> he just starts sobbing and saying he doesn't have a daughter anymore. And then Blossom wakes up. Have you ever had these like really vivid? We've seen so many Blossom dreams like this. There are times when I've had vivid dreams, but yeah, like there are still dreams that I remember distinctly mm-hmm. else, that I that feel so real. But um, yeah, not not as fun as hers (laughs) yeah i my dreams a lot of people can can tell you their dream and it's like somewhat coherent and like follows a plot i i I don't have dreams like that (laughs) it's you know we're here and then all of a sudden this is happening it's completely different and then you know we're halfway around the like it it doesn't follow so it's more like things happen obviously in dreams but it's more of an emotion that it evokes as opposed to like a story that it's telling okay the ones that are more vivid in my head are the ones that are mixed with reality, like things mm-hmm. that have sort of happened, and then they just get a fun little spin. Which I think is what they're playing on with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. I know everybody dreams different, so I was curious about that. The more and more dreams we see like this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Donahue uh, rips her a new one. <laughs> yep. And then we move on to a classic siblings in the kitchen scene, yeah. which starts... <laughs> Fucking Joey. (laughs) Sorry, we can edit that out. I just, I don't even know what to say about this kid anymore. So it starts with Joey's in the kitchen. He says he's learned one thing from being grounded. 
dad keeps condoms, condoms in the sock drawer and then he just walks away like that's his line for the scene like how does being grounded and finding condoms in your dad's sock drawer connect like i don't understand how how the- he'd just be snooping i guess yeah <laughs> yeah i guess he's just bored and wanted to snoop through everything bored oh. in the house and he's in the house bored why sock drawer but why is that the only line that he has and just just why in general I think they just needed to put him in the scene somehow. I don't know. I would be so happy with less Joey scenes, but that's just a hot take from me. Yeah. He's a serious regular, though. Probably in his contract that he has to be in every episode. (laughs) I know he'll get better. I just don't like him right now. (laughs) Anyways, that line just like shook me to my core. I'm like, that was unnecessary. Yep. So, of course, Blossom comes in looking like a 40 year old, putting on makeup. (laughs) her little compact oh my god (laughs) like just casually putting on makeup in front of her brother and anthony says oh yeah so you're going to a makeout party and she's like no i'm not what are you talking about and he's like you're putting on makeup and you're wearing a turtleneck which he calls a hide a hickey dicky (laughs) (laughs) which is fantastic best best name for a shirt ever best name for a shirt and he's like oh yeah we all used to wear those when we went to our makeout parties, except it didn't always work because mom caught me one time and I got in trouble. Yeah. Has this ever happened to you guys? What, getting caught with a hickey? Yeah. 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 I mean, they never, if, if it did, I, they never said anything. So it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't my parents who said anything. I was, so I did a, a quote unquote victory lap of high school. So I, graduated after they had gotten rid of grade 13 but you could stay an extra year and do additional courses if there was stuff that you were interested in so that's what i did and one of the things the courses that i did was peer tutoring so i was kind of like a teacher's assistant for the musical theater class who had some of my friends little sisters in it and people like they were only a year younger than me so it was people my age and um i was at a friend's house and one of the students who was in the class noticed that I had a hickey and went, my peer tutor has a hickey. And then started <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's much better than mine. And there goes yeah. that respect. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there was any to begin with, but it was, it was certainly lost then. <laughs> mine was um, the last person that caught mine was back in, I'm going to say 2004 ish and is married to one of our co-hosts here. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> yeah not tristan i was it's, talking about it's Matt. me he, he's like oh uh, we were at quarters and oh. um this is before i started dating megan so um and matt was like oh it looked like someone had a good night or something like that and i was like and that was there with like someone i was trying to see that wasn't that person <laughs> so so um i had to pull matt aside i was like oh dude chill he would be the one to call that out i just burnt myself with the curling iron yeah right i don't know that i'm sure he doesn't remember that i don't know if i've ever been called out again i'm sure it's been noticed mom and dad if you're listening (laughs) right in let me know if there's a time that you saw it and didn't say anything yes send us an email or check out our information in the show notes (laughs) like the parent my parents have caught me doing way more weird stuff than uh, <laughs> you would have so you know whatever 
So we're all bad kids except for Mallory. Yeah, I was a good kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of bad kids, the girls are getting ready to leave the house. Six also shows up in a turtleneck. Yep. Amazing. Fashion. Fashion. And she's wearing a, a weird crocheted <laughs> sweater over it. There, there are some looks in this. There are. Go check out this scene. So Nick wishes them a good night, have fun at the movies, and they GTFO. I think there's another lesson we have to give the kiddos here. So mm. Nick asks if Blossom has quarters for the payphone, and she has <laughs> she has five dollars of quarters. So before cell phones, <laughs> there were phones in public places that you would put a quarter in, and then you could call somebody, and they were called payphones. I remember using a payphone in the mid. 2010s and it wasn't a quarter anymore no they raised it to 50 cents mm-hmm. i was like rude what yeah. i have yeah. one i had one quarter i was like i can't call anyone now. <laughs> i guess i'm walking so that was the thing so i remember calling my mom from a payphone after movies to be like mom the, the movie's done mm-hmm. but sometimes what kids would do was instead of putting the quarter in they would call collect and when you call collect it asks you to to say your name so when the person answers the phone it's a robot saying you have a collect call from mallory and then they can decide whether to pick it up or not so kids would call collect and when it came to recording their name they would just go mom the movie's done come pick me up yeah <laughs> that's such a I've good idea <laughs> i never did that yeah i definitely <laughs> tried to get a quarter back out by tying a string around it that didn't work but um <laughs> You know, <laughs> like in the cartoons. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was real. My God, oh, it was not. I lost a string. I love hearing about your childhood. I'm learning so much about you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Wow. So, moving on. Um, <laughs> the girls show up to the boys plus baby Johnny Galecki at yep. the party. And it looks normal. Kids are doing some sweet, sweet 90s dance moves. Oh, man. It was, it's all bad. <laughs> so they're all dancing. They're like, oh, this looks like a normal party. This is totally fine. And at that exact moment, the lights dim and everybody starts slow dancing and moving to the couches. So the girls immediately escape to the bathroom to freak out. Mm-hmm. And they get themselves together and decide to return to the living room. And everyone's doing the makeout thing. But before they return, they do a breath check. Yes. Six's breath <laughs> smells like green Tic Tacs and Blossom's breath smells like root beer, which is good enough. Good enough. I like the smell of root beer. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> I wish I had a house where the living room would automatically turn into makeout lights. Right? They must have had one of those slider switches. Yeah, I yeah. guess. But the music all changed and everything. It was just like automatic sexiness. Well, you know, Sheila Osterman, <laughs> she's got her shit hooked up. It's probably mm-hmm. a remote fireplace turns on. Yeah. yeah. She's been working on this scene for a while. She knows what's <laughs> going on. So they head back in the room. Everyone's all making out and stuff. At this point, the, the boys, I think, are off to the side or they're gone yeah. at this point. So they kind of try to take a little look into the room. Yep. And just as they're doing that, a dude walks out, says, hey, does anybody want anything? <laughs> There's a chick that goes, chopsticks and turtlenecks. Throwback. Because there's a room full of just turtle turtlenecks. Turtlenecks everywhere. Oh my God. So the boys show back up and 
they have the option of going into the room or <laughs> sitting and talking or dancing and they opt for dancing. Yeah. And they do that awkward middle school slow dancing thing yeah. where you're kind of like an arm's distance away and just swaying back and forth. Well, you need room the for space. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. damn it. <laughs> the Holy Spirit. Oh, it's the Holy Spirit. See, I didn't go to Catholic school. Yeah. I went to public school like a human. <laughs> <laughs> So at this point, they start dancing. We cut away back to the Russo house. So you guys know me. I like to title my scenes. Mm -hmm. I've titled this scene, Papa Russo getting it. (laughs) Accurate. Accurate. So Nick is at home. And then the lady friend he had previously talked about shows up on the pretense of giving him some sheet music and very quickly is like, that's not why I'm here. I wanted to come see you Mm -hmm. and starts talking about, you know, I'm interested in you too, but I'm really gun shy about getting back into a relationship. They do some weird double entendre about musical instruments. (laughs) They start having a little smoochy time and Joey immediately shows up to ruin things like he always does. What a dumbass. I was clueless as a teenager. Not that clueless. <laughs> oh, what, are you, what are you guys doing? What's going on? Literally sits right in the middle of them because of yeah. course he fucking does. <laughs> so he complains about the Nintendo being broken because he's useless. So this chick suggests going back to her place and, you know, rehearsing that musical number. Minus the piano. <laughs> bow, chicka, bow, bow. Yeah, you are. And then he's just, he's like all into it. He's just about to go. And then he realizes he needs to stay home because he's waiting for Blossom to come home. And Mm -hmm. they have another little cutie smoochie before she goes, which Joey stares at because he's the worst. Oh, so weird. (laughs) Who does that? Like, does does this lady come back in the the show? I think she shows up later, like maybe season two, she does come back. Mm-hmm. I did want to talk a little bit about the actress. So mm-hmm. she's awesome. Yeah. So she's played by Brenda Strong, who was Mary Alice Young in Desperate Housewives, Nora Walker on 13 Reasons Why, and Lillian Luther on Supergirl, among many, many, many other things. So mm-hmm. another pretty big name before they were a big name. Yeah. Yeah, it was very cool. Uh, you you forgot that she was on in Starship Troopers. Okay, she was. Damn. There you go. <laughs> Damn. Come on, the most popular one of all. Yeah, she was also on Gilmore Girls. So was she? Yeah, she played Ava in like one episode. Okay, okay. well that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's a whole town of people. I can't remember them all. Yeah, so she's a great actress. She's very very popular, mm-hmm. and it was a again. It was kind of fun to see Nick's personal life yeah like he can he could get it if he wants to you know piano players man like he's he's a very charming guy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and very young for having three children one of whom is presumably in their early 20s yeah that's true too oh, how old do you think he is in this like mid 40s yeah i think that's fair 20 year old yeah that makes sense yeah yeah i mean that's that's young by today's standards yeah mm-hmm. that's sort of normal then i guess yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we see him macking, and then we jump back to the makeout party. Six and her date are making out. Uh, Yeah, I think it's they're supposed to be making out, but they're literally just hugging while the dude like awkwardly strokes her back. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like she had a stomach ache and he just wants to make her feel better. Yeah. Right. (laughs) No. (laughs) So she's like, oh, so much for the buddy system. Mm -hmm. So Jason and Blossom decide to sit down as well. Jason pulls this like. (laughs) <laughs> the worst 
first version I think I've ever seen of the sneaky arm. Of the yawn and arm. The, the, yeah. And he's like saying he's going to get her a snack that's on the side table, which is like 10 feet away. It's over there. <laughs> Puts an arm around her and Blossom like immediately pulls away. And he kind of goes in for a kiss and she does the picturing her dad being disappointed in her. Yeah. My God. Terrible. And then they also have a little smooch. But they actually have a smooch. I'm not convinced that Six is making out with anybody. No, No, her head is fully on his shoulder. There is no kissing happening there. So they have an actual kiss, Blossom and Jason. Mm -hmm. And then at that exact moment, Sheila runs in saying her parents have come home and everybody scatters and the girls run into the bathroom. Dumbest decision ever. (laughs) Like, jump out a window, man. Right? Yeah, don't run into- There's a dog out there. They couldn't. Remember, that's what the dad said. Well, but all the other kids ran outside. Yeah. No, I meant like from the window because she was like, yeah, I they shouldn't. Out there. Yeah, they shouldn't have run into the bathroom. The they should have just followed no. everybody else outside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They can only catch so much of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the parents say, okay, everybody call your parents. We're letting you know. So this is the point when Kat joined me watching this episode. Okay. So this is so I can add her comments for the rest yeah. of Yeah. I Yes, please. I loved Blossom and Six pretending to be plumbers in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, the parents are like, who's in there? And Blossom says, plumbers. And then they're asked to call their parents, to which Six replies, plumbers, plumbers don't, don't have, have parents. parents. <laughs> so good. So don't become a plumber because you won't have parents. Yeah. Oh, I love a hijink. <laughs> so we see the return home. Nick and Blossom come home as she's complaining that things aren't fair. He loses his goddamn mind again. Mm-hmm. She runs upstairs. And Kat goes, my, my daughter goes. Yeah. Why is her dad mad? She just went to a makeup party. <laughs> That's adorable. Because we have makeup parties at home. Oh. We put on makeup. That's adorable. <laughs> and then she goes. Did her dad go to a makeup party before? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> He's a musician, that's to be honest. Oh, that's so cute. Oh my God. I want this running commentary all the time from her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Blossom runs upstairs. Um, Joey kind of makes light of the fact that it's just a makeup party. You know, she kissed a guy. She didn't kill him. Because mm-hmm. he grounded her for six months. Yeah, for six months, he says he grounded her for. It's insane. Absolutely wild. Yeah. So, you know, Nick is just freaking out on anybody who dares talk to him at this point. Of course, Anthony, who is shockingly always the voice of reason, mm-hmm. says, you know, you're overreacting. Maybe you're not mad about the party itself, but the fact that she lied about the party, which like act. Yep. Any thoughts about this scene? It was kind of a big one. Oh, Tony's always there to like be the voice of reason, especially as yeah. someone who's a recovering addict who sort of um, he's more retrospective, I guess now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he thinks about things from various angles. So it's nice to hear him give his uh, thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to kind of talk Nick down, like you can see when Tony says, is it the lying or that she went to the makeout party? You can see on Nick's face that he wants to say, well, it's, it's I don't, like, he doesn't want Tony to be right, but mm-hmm. he knows that Tony's right. Yeah. 
the equivalent of being like, what? Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> You're a towel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I really love Tony now. I, mm-hmm. So, of course, as always, Nick goes up to the bedroom and he talks to Blossom and they have this whole thing where they have this whole conversation, but she says, you can't look at me because I can't bear to see your face right now. So she's sitting on the bed and he literally turns his chair around and faces the other way. I thought that was so sweet. Mm-hmm. That was very cute. <laughs> Which was like very cute, but very sad at the same time. Yeah. He goes, okay, you know what? Your grounding's going to be shorter than six months, but it was the line that let him down. Mm-hmm. And then they have this really interesting conversation, which I kind of agreed with like thinking back on my own teenage years or whatever um blossom saying i know you're disappointed in me lying but i'm a teenager and you're the parent how do you think we're possibly going to get through this relationship with we never lying to you yeah yeah yeah. well she says like i need to experience things that teenagers need to experience and if i tell you that i'm going to go experience those things i won't like you won't let me and i'm gonna live at home until i'm 30 and I think he kind of acknowledges that, like, she does have to experience those teenage things and he can't be as protective as he wants to be. Yeah. And it's the first time, the first time that I remember in recent memory that a show with a teenage parent relationship has come out and said, not, oh, you got to let me experience life, but acknowledging letting me experience life is sometimes going to be me lying to you and you just need to get over it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the only way I'm going to like grow into a full person. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think like it's also acknowledging that she's going to lie to him and she's going to get punished for it. But six months is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like it needs to be appropriate punishment. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. What are you thinking about, Eric? I can see on your face. (laughs) You have a face happening. I'm thinking because I know it's right. It's true. And I know it's going to happen to me. And it's going to happen sooner than I than I think. Mm -hmm. And the fact that she didn't want to see her dad, like she didn't want to look at his face when they're upset at each other. It it happens now already. Like if, uh, you know, they're bad at like my kids, they'll sometimes go on their bed and then face the other way. (laughs) We'll talk, but they don't want to see me. But they also don't want me to leave. <laughs> I I re- like I remember feeling that way. I remember being upset for whatever reason, like got in trouble about something. And I would hide under mm-hmm. my blankets on my bed and my yeah. mom would come and talk to me. And like, I didn't want her to leave, but I also just wanted to stay under the covers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So we kind of stay unresolved in this moment. Mm-hmm. of you know nick comes over to the bed and kind of puts an arm around her but they still aren't looking at each other and the conversation just ends on you're not going to be grounded for six months but nobody has a solution of how to it, it's not a happy tie up the loose ends mm-hmm. yeah moment. it, it well, does stay very open the issue yeah i think it's recognizing that in the real world like not the TV world in the Mm -hmm. real world. Sometimes there are no solutions and you just have to kind of come to an agreement and you know, where it goes. Right. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's the end of the episode is them having this kind of weird, kind of contentious talk, Mm -hmm. but they both got smooches in. So there's that at least. So I guess because we're kind of touching on the point right now, instead of jumping to outfit, do you want to do lesson of the day? Cause we're kind of already there. Yeah. 
Um, Eric, you got a lesson? I don't know. Now I'm trying, trying to think of it because now I'm thinking about that whole letting You're still kids... fearing for your future right now. <laughs> I, I'm not fearing it. I know it's going to happen and I know my kids are good, but it's the going, the lying, like, oh man, it just, oh. I know it's going to happen, but it still hurts. Mm-hmm. I feel so, I can see your dad's soul being crushed right now and I feel so bad. Yeah, it, it's okay because I know they're good girls, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, you have and you have to have faith in how you're raising them, that you're raising them to Yeah, it's more of it's more of the unsureness of how I'm raising them. Like mm-hmm. you're never sure if you're totally doing the right thing. And I don't think right. as a parent you'll ever feel like you're always doing the right thing. So yeah. I don't know if that's a lesson. But it's, no, I'm, I'm sure you are, this. but it's you're yeah. the one with the kids, so I love getting that perspective of it. Yeah. yeah. It's different than what we have, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mal, do you have one? Yeah, so it's just along the lines of what we've already been saying that mm-hmm. kids and teenagers are going to grow up and you can't you can't stop them from growing up. You have to embrace that they are growing up and guide them as best as you can. Yeah. And sometimes that means that they're gonna lie to you, but if you've taught them well, then you know, they're not gonna get anything get into anything too dangerous, you know. Yeah, yeah. That was basically exactly mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's pretty clear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this might have been the first time on an episode where, where we all had exactly the same yeah. lesson. Yeah. So good job, writers. <laughs> you did it. Um, so let's go to the outfit of the day. Um, we started with Mal. You go first this time. Okay. Um, so I had a two for this one, two for, um, because I had to say it was Blossom and Six's matching turtleneck date outfits. And I don't think that you can recognize one without recognizing the other. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. Blossom has what I thought was a dress, but is actually a romper. She has this blue patterned romper over a yellow turtleneck with this grayish, brownish, adultish blazer. And Six has a pink crocheted sweater that's like frilly at the neck over a white turtleneck with a floral skirt. And they, yep, those are some date outfits. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Eric? Me, on the other hand, I'm going to go with uh, their dates uh, because <laughs> Johnny Galecki has the most wonderful red shirt and jean combo. <laughs> the red has sort of this, I don't even know what kind of style this is. It looks like a, I don't know. You know when you get those those that ornate stuff in like ancient paintings mm-hmm. where there's like trills and trying to stuff? find it for you, but it's I don't know how to explain this, but it's just trying wonderful. to help you out here. And I can't. I just don't Oh, okay. It's just, not a Paisley. No. But it's a very florally like obviously we can't see it up close, but it's a very florally looking purple on gold. But it's not flowers. Type of a, it's weird. It's not flowers, but it yeah. We should maybe grab something for it. Yes. Yeah, it'll be uh, in our Instagram. You tell us what the hell this is. It is something, though. Yeah. So, Mallory, I'm actually sharing one with you, but I think we're doing it for different reasons. Okay. So my outfit was also Blossom's date outfit, but it made me laugh because I've commented before on how they've chosen to dress blossom in the first season and how mm-hmm. she kind of goes into like weird grandma territory yep. <laughs> and this outfit made me laugh first of all because of the turtleneck but it's her idea of what she thinks a grown-up looks like and also if you look at nick's lady and what she shows up in she also has that 
half back, slightly mm-hmm. dangly earrings, like that cut blazer sort of look. Mm-hmm. So because I look into costumes way too much, to me, that was like, this is what she thinks a grown up is. Yeah. So she's going to wear it to her first makeup party. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's so mature. Yeah. I'm an adult now. Yeah. I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. And then to have like Nick State kind of wear the same sort of thing. <laughs> like this Ew. really weird juxtaposition <laughs> that I thought was hilarious. All right. So I think the last thing we have to do is our score. So, mm-hmm. Eric. Out of five turtlenecks, what is your score? I'm going to give this five just because of mm. all the feels that I've gotten. And Aww. I like the da- daddy daughter sort of dynamic throughout this. It seems real. Like it, it felt real. So, yeah. Five. Mallory? Yeah, I also gave it a five because I mean, it is a comedy, it's a sitcom, mm-hmm. but I do like that they didn't wrap everything up in a pretty little bow at the end, that it kind of ended on this uncertain ending of that's just what life is yeah you know what i'm i was debating this right up until now but i think i'm also at a five it's cool to see nick as a human person mm-hmm. yeah kind of for the first time and i mm-hmm. also like that they left something unresolved and that yeah. will probably show up later i'm sure so mm-hmm. way to be real blossom yeah <laughs> plus it's nice going back to those times of makeout parties yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh. All the making out we did, we were so popular and hot. Oh, uh, yes. You, know? <laughs> yeah, you guys were. Nope. <laughs> All right, guys. So that has been Sex, Lies, and Teenagers. Next week, we're going to be looking at episode six of season one, and it's called I Ain't Got No Buddy. Nobody. Two words. Yep. Word play. So make sure to <laughs> check in next week for that. That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. And we will see you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to In My Opinionation. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at I Am Opinionation, our website at IamOpinionation.com, or email us at OpinionationPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your opinionation about this or any future episodes. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Thanks again for listening, and until next week, the sun is going to surely shine.